Welcome to the Holy Healthy Mama podcast. I'm Kristen Noriega, your host, a registered dietitian, nutritionist, and fellow Christian mom. I provide moms with practical, uncomplicated solutions so you can feed yourself and your family with confidence and lean into an active lifestyle. I'm on a mission to make health the standard, and I believe it starts in the family with mom at the core. So whether you're filled with holy guacamole, the Holy Spirit, or have no idea what either of those are, I've got you covered, friend. Thanks for listening. Hey, friends. I am so happy that you're back here for another episode of Holy Healthy Mama. This week, the doors for the Holy Healthy Mama tribe open again. So it is your chance to get in if you missed out this whole entire month and you were thinking, shoot, I should have done it. Well, now's your chance. This the doors are going to open and then they're going to close next week. And we're going to get into the first month and dive into nutrition and meal planning and how to up level your nutrition and streamline meals and meal time. It's a tribe that is intended to serve you. You come with your biggest concerns as a mom and we address those you come and you provi- you bring your nutrition concerns. You bring your health concerns. And we're going to work to break those down, to meet your goals, and to get you to the place you want to be. And then you just continue in, continue on with this monthly membership. And you get access to your meal plans and a tribe of like-minded mamas. And you get monthly group coaching sessions every month that you're in the tribe. There are so many resources for you. There's so much help that you can get. I want to be your coach and I just would really love it if you join the tribe. So head to my website www.kristinnoriega.nutrition.com and get on the waitlist now. If you're on the waitlist, you get exclusive discounts and bonuses. If you miss joining the waitlist, no sweat, you can still get in the tribe until the doors close. So head to the website, get on the waitlist, join the tribe, and now enjoy this podcast. Today's topic is one nutrition mistake, a chaotic eating schedule. Yep, we are going there, friends. It's going to have a research-based perspective as well. First, we'll get into this moment of encouragement. It is from Emma Goldwyn, and it says, Out of the chaos, the future emerges in harmony and beauty. So no matter where you are right now, no matter what kind of chaos you might feel like you're living in, the future emerges in harmony and beauty. And let's get you there, friend, through research-based perspective, of course. (laughs) (laughs) Okay, so let me set this up for you. Here is your mistake. You have a chaotic eating schedule. And if that's not you, then maybe just apply this to like snack times. Are snack times chaotic? Let's look at it through that lens as well. You know, are we talking specifically meal times or the entire day? Where do you fall into this? So chaotic eating schedules. The evidence that's behind this is I'm going to look at five different points here. Number one, 
there was a study that showed okay youth who ate at least three family meals per week were about 12 percent less likely to be overweight than their peers who ate family meals less frequently so let's see meal the kids who ate with their family at least three times a week were less likely to be overweight all right next point here is that among parents in general eating with their children is associated with lower bmi status so that's your body mass index that's considering your height and your weight and the ratio and there's a formula to calculate that and in general there's a healthy range the higher your bmi is the more associated it is with other chronic diseases so among parents in general, eating with their children is associated with a lower BMI status, which is a good thing. Next, number three, is that teens who dine with their parents regularly are 150% more likely to report having a better relationship with each parent compared to teens who eat dinner with their parents infrequently. So if you have older kids, I'm not there yet, but you would, if you're 150% more likely to have a better relationship with your kids if you have dinner with them. So sit down and have dinner with your kids. That's a no-brainer right there, 150% according to this study. Number four, a low frequency of eating together is more likely to be associated with low grade point average. So less meals together, poorer grades. That's what this study came up with. You would assume or guess that the opposite, which is eating together more, is a, has better grades, but we can't really make that inference from this. Uh, they didn't conclude that in this research study. So eating less together is associated with a lower grade point average. And the final research fact that is just supporting this idea of creating a schedule is that adolescent girls who report eating more family meals have a more structured meal environment and enjoy a positive atmosphere during family meal times and they were less likely to engage in disordered eating so again my kids aren't that old yet it's not something i have to deal with but looking back on my life, my adolescence, eating disorders weren't really something that people talked about much. We talked about it in health class. But then once we got to college, it was around and it was prevalent. And every, I mean, it was there. So by supporting your adolescent girls with structured meals and having that family meal environment, they are less likely to have a disordered they are less likely to engage in disordered eating. There we go. Yep. So that was five different studies that support the idea that family meals have a positive effect. And to apply this family meal to your life, there's some easy steps to take. So the first thing is you can create a schedule and inform the entire family. If mom alone makes a schedule and doesn't communicate that to spouse, doesn't communicate that to older kids, and doesn't communicate the expectations, 
it's just going to fall through and you're going to not even be able to stick with it for a week. So create a schedule and inform the entire family. And within that schedule, you can add snack time to it. So this, I mean, you can literally take a piece of paper, look at your day in general and pinpoint when you're going to have your meals and your snacks. So 7 30, 9 30, 12 o'clock, 3 30, 5 30. Those are just some examples. And if you need to spread it out farther because you, you eat later at night, you wake up earlier, or you know, however, t- write down what's going to work for you. Communicate it to the family. And then you're saying, some of you, I can hear you, you're saying, yeah, right, my kids like to snack all day. Uh huh. Okay, I hear you. I feel you. Because that is annoying and it's real. <laughs> I get it too. I'm over here. I've, I'm with you on this. But there's ways that we can create this structure and support our children through it to alleviate some of that nagging snack from snack time from our kids. So one way you can do this is set a timer for several days in a row. Set your snack timer. Kids are really good with timers and they like them. And for the most part, they seem to understand them really well. I don't know. I'm not a child psychologist or behavioralist, but as far as nutrition goes and structuring this, I know a lot of people who have done this and I mean, it works. So (laughs) set that timer and you tell your kids, We cannot get a snack until the timer goes off. This might be hard the first day, might be hard the second day, or the third, but then they'll start to understand it and it will allow them to tune into their hunger cues a little bit more. It will get over that desire to snack just because, and it will help them to understand that food can help us when we're hungry. It fulfills that that feeling that we have inside. That's why we're eating. Our stomach starts to get a little grumbly and then we fill it up with some food and move on throughout the day. You know, that's that whole purpose of snacking is to give us that boost of energy in between meals. So using that timer, you talk them through it and when they object, you just remind them and you stand by it because if you just say, oh, never mind, we're just going to have snacks now. It's not going to work. you got to stick with it for a couple weeks to really lay this foundation and to get them used to just snacking once in between breakfast and lunch and once in between lunch and dinner. And this also lets them under, helps them to eat more of their meal. Because if you position that snack right in the middle of the set meal times, then they're going to be getting hungry again for meals. And you're not having to Fin them off in the kitchen at 4.30, telling them, you know, we're about to eat dinner, we're about to eat dinner, because they probably already just had a snack like 30 minutes or an hour ago. So it's helping them to eat more of their meals. And then also if dinner's early, you can incorporate another nutritious snack in the evening. And then of course, the most obvious way to fulfill this uh, mission of increasing your family meals is to have family meals, sit down together and make it a priority. (laughs) So you can improve your family meal time by setting a schedule 
for meals and snacks using that timer and, you know, making it a priority. So there's some research for you about why this is important. I hope it's helpful and I hope you truly see that I want to bring you research-based, evidence-based, sound information and help you apply it to your life where you are right now. If you enjoy this topic, hit the five stars on your phone or on your computer. Leave me a review. Let me know or share it with somebody. Tag me on Instagram. Share it to your stories. Send me an email. (laughs) Send me a text. Whatever. I need to know if this information is helpful to you. I need to know what else you want to hear about. I would love to make sure that your needs are being met with this podcast. And this is the last episode for April, but in May, I've got something special for you. May is when we celebrate Mother's Day, and May is when my second son was born, and there's a lot of things I enjoy about May. So May is going to be a whole month of interviews designed to help you, mama, (laughs) as you feed your children. Our children have made us mothers. We can't be a mom without them. And we want to make sure that we are doing right by them. So I have some great interviews lined up to help you in your role as the provider for your child, as mom. Help you lean into this as mom with confidence. So I have fantastic interviews lined up that are going to help you navigate this role that you have as providing of providing nutrition for your kids. And if you're needing some additional support along the way, I would love to have you in the Holy Healthy Mama tribe. The doors are open again this week and they will close next week as we launch another round of the Holy Healthy Mama tribe and our first month concludes and we roll into the second month and we are just building this tribe full of like-minded mamas who are prioritizing their health and their nutrition. And if you want in on it, you should be in on it. So head to my website, www.kristinnoriega.nutrition.com and get on the wait list now. Have a good one. All right. Thanks for listening to Holy Healthy Mama. If you loved the show, please leave me a five-star review. It will help with the show's visibility initial and long-term success, and it will make my heart happy. All right, friends, love your babies, say your prayers, and eat your greens.